On this Aviation special, we sit down with Mike Blackman, who has just announced the brand new ISE live and online version of Integrated Systems Europe, the month of June for 2021. All that and more next on this Aviation special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is Aviation. This is Aviation. This is an Aviation special, ISE live and online. This is Tim Albright with an Aviation special talking about Integrated Systems Europe. Still in March, we'll explain in a second. Uh, with me today uh, is the fantastic managing director, Mr. Mike Blackman. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Tim. Great to be with you again. Thank you, sir. Uh, we were making a habit of this, which I personally don't have a problem with because Mike has the best stories in the world. Just for the record, if you ever get to, if you ever get to have a drink with him, uh, ask him. Um, you guys announced today. We're recording this on on, on March 11th that um, ISE uh, and the co-owners of Vixta and Cedia, uh, you guys are, are jointly announcing ISE live and online. It's a series of local events as well as as well as digital ones through the month of June. Uh, in Barcelona, in Munich, in Amsterdam, and in London. So real quickly, um, we've got a couple of questions. Wanted to catch up with you on, on, on some of these. Um, they are not on the same date, which I found interesting. Uh, and, and you can explain that in a second. Um, but first, more, more of a practical question. Um, what is this show going to look like? What, what, what are these shows going to look like? Are these are miniature road shows? Are these you know, what would be commonly called a tabletop show? Are they smaller booths? In your head, what, what do these local uh, live and digital ones look like? So it's certainly not a tabletop show. Um, you know, what you're going to see is it's not going to be what ISE was in the past. You're not going to see uh, the big uh, 1,000 square, square meter booths from Samsung. Um, basically, it's shell scheme. You've seen the shell scheme structure that we have in Europe. It's not, it's not post and rope. It's, it's structure with walls, with carpet. Um, with lighting, with power, et cetera, and furniture. So what we're doing is providing all of our exhibitors with a shell scheme structure of various sizes, um, depending on the size of the company. Um, and, you know, we're providing that in every location for them. So it's easy for them to actually set up and break down. Our concept, actually, we're organizing shipping for them as well. So they all the exhibitor has to do is pack his, well, send his gear to the first location, it arrives on his, on his uh, booth, but they have to unpack. The, the boxes are collected, taken away. At the end of the event, the boxes are brought back, they pack up, and then whoever's in the next location, whether it's the same team or the local team, those boxes are gonna arrive on their space, they unpack and go through the same procedure for every single location. Um, so, you know, this is not tabletops, this is not post and rope, this is, this is shell scheme. It's it's a standard structure that we have in Europe. We have it in the US as well, um, but we don't commonly see it at trade shows in the US. Um, but it's not going to be custom built. You will see some custom built in Barcelona, though. Uh, well, yeah, that's part. the thing. Is is yeah, the the one thing, and I think I've said this on on you know various programs before. The one thing that 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 strikes me uh, about the ISE show is the first time I went over there um, in, in at, at the Rye in Amsterdam was the custom build. It, it was, it, and I'm, I'm, I could probably have this percentage wrong, 90% of the booths there, someone is physically 
hammering and sawing and putting things together. It, it is custom, which is something that we don't have here in the States, um, at least by and large. I mean, I'm sure that some people do. Um, you know, it's, it's not all modular, but it's, it's all pretty much, you know, um, pre-made and you, you kind of put it up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's something, yes, it's been one of the things that sets ISC aside from a lot of other shows. And, uh, you know, one thing we notice is when uh, we get people from outside of Europe coming in, it's really like, wow. Uh, and you see the extent and effort that these companies go to uh, in actually um, creating uh, their booths and creating the experiences that people uh, get at ISE. Um, but that's expensive. You know, you've got to look at these booths costing, you know, some of the large ones costing a couple of million dollars. Um, and, you know, in these times, you know, what we've looked at is said, okay, that's uh, when you're trying to get a, a um, return, you know, return on investment after you spend that sort of money, you need a lot of people. And, um, you know, we're not just going to, we're not going to have that this year at ISE. So we came back with a concept and said, look, okay, you don't need to make that investment. You also don't, and another part of that is as well, I think I told you that we, we had to make this decision, um, announce the decision by the 1st of March for our exhibitors, because normally the process of building those palaces, um, you know, they have to give the orders uh, about three months before the show. Um, the, those booth builders are actually starting the process of prefabricating some of the, some of the booth uh, in their warehouses, in their workshops. They ship that to uh, Barcelona and then they screw it all together and paint it and do the finishing. Um, and that takes time. So, you know, once a booth builder has that commitment, obviously he wants his money for it. You know, he's doing work for it. And um, Absolutely. one of the things the exhibitors said to us is, look, we can't make that commitment if suddenly, you know, uh, everything uh, turns uh, pear-shaped in um, in May and you have to cancel. Um, now, every, you know, we went through all this and everyone actually felt quite confident that we could actually deliver a show uh, in May, uh, in June, sorry. Um but, you know, where the issue came was actually attendees uh, having the confidence to travel. Um, and that, that explains, you know, the, the kind of the, the breaking up and, and taking it from the June 1st to the 24th. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, that has kind of come up is, is you know, and, and we asked David Buskett this almost a year ago, Mike, when, when Infocom was canceled. And he used the word cancel, right? He said Infocom was, is, is canceled. We will come up with something uh, at a later date. And, and they eventually did, right? Infocom connected. So I'll ask you the, the, the opposite of that. Why aren't you saying cancel? Because it is, you know, I, Integrated Systems Europe as a show, as a single entity four-day event that, that, that the, the industry is used to, isn't going to happen. Something else will happen. So why, why on the other side of that, don't you use the word cancel? Uh, you know, it, we have repositioned it. It's, you know, the event is still taking place. Uh, the focus of what ISE does is to bring the AV industry together, to bring the manufacturers and um, channel together with the buyers. And that's what we're doing. Um, it's not going to be the same as we've had in the past. I mean, if you want to compare it to what we had in uh, Geneva and um, Amsterdam uh, 17 years ago, yes, it's compar comparable. That was about the size of the show. But it's not that anymore. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you know, that, that is not, you know, again, he has the best stories and ask him about Geneva, but don't go ahead. Sorry, you, you did what, sorry? <laughs> I said he does have the best stories and ask him about Geneva whenever you do, do talk to Mike, uh, but go ahead. No, but, I mean, think about it. The, 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 the Geneva show was actually smaller. 
uh, and that was still called ISE. Now, you know, these are exceptional times and uh, it takes, you know, we, we need to do um, exceptional things now. And talking to our exhibitors and listening to their concerns and listening to the concerns of their customers as well, what came back was, we're nervous about doing a show uh, at this size and spending that sort of money, but we still want to meet our customers. But when we talk to our customers, they're nervous about traveling. So we're not sure we'll see the sort of numbers in Barcelona that you normally have. Uh, what can we do? And they also said, they spoke to their customers. But firstly, they said, if we cancelled IOSE, they would do their own thing. So, you know, with that discussion, we said, well, then maybe we should do that thing for you as well. And what came very, very clear from uh, their customers was that whilst they were nervous about traveling to uh, Barcelona, they were very keen to do travel within their own countries to meet with, their, with, with the exhibitors. So based on that, we looked at um, the key locations. I mean, obviously uh, in Europe, the strongest AV markets are UK and Germany. So those two had to be on the calendar. Um, Amsterdam was the, the place that had our strongest attendance in the last few years, obviously, because we were there. And when we did our research on moving to Barcelona, what was very clear was we would lose a substantial part of our audience from the Benelux, but we would gain much, much more from Southern Europe uh, to replace that. So, you know, we looked at it and said, okay, Amsterdam is somewhere we should actually go to as well, to actually engage with those customers we've had in the past and, you know, give them some more experience and have another chance to uh, try and, you know, give these people the incentive to come to Barcelona in 2022. Um, and then we added London to it as well. Uh, obviously, Barcelona, we had to start in Barcelona because that's the new home. And we know we will pick up a big audience there. We know that uh, the particularly the Spanish audience are dying to see INC in whatever form it is. Um, I've had unbelievable number of messages of support from the Spanish community today from businesses I, you know people who I've never met before are writing to me I don't know where they get my email address uh, but they're writing with me with saying you know we support you we're really looking forward to CIC in whatever form it is um, so you know this is this is great motivation for us well, it also has, you know, it, it means a lot on sort of, you know, coming from the different communities. Uh, talk for a second, you, you, ISC in general, and you, you personally have, have uh, made no bones about the security protocols, the, the safety protocols, uh, at, at least at the Fira, right? At the Barcelona, the new home in Barcelona there. When it comes to each of these four shows, what sort of, of, of safety protocols, what sort of health protocols are, do you guys have in place or, or are you putting in place or is it, is it going to be more based on the region, right? London might look a little bit differently than Amsterdam simply because of, of the different, uh, the different um, governments. So, um, at present, we're working uh, on providing um, facilities and um, hygiene precautions based on the worst case. Okay. So, you know, what we're doing in Barcelona. Um, and we will be assessing that as we go along because these are things which we can change later. What we don't want to do is make promises that you don't, don't won't have to wear a mask and you won't have to social distance um, if we have to turn around and say you do have to do that. So whilst those um, mitigation policies are in place, we will hold to them. If suddenly one of those governments says this is not necessary, 
then we will leave it to the individuals to make the decision on what they want to do, if they want to be so social distanced, if they want to wear a mask or not. But for the moment, that will be what we have to do. Okay. Last question here before I let you go. Um, ISC, and I, I've told you this, I've said this publicly, I've said this privately, ISC is flat out my favorite show uh, on the calendar year. I love Infocom. Do not misunderstand it. Infocom is, is a North American show. ISC to me has become a global show. Yes, I understand, you know, um, you know, the history and, but it's a, it to me is a global show. Um, you have four locations. Granted, you have four locations that you can get to. And, and one of the, the answer may very well be the fact that Mike Blackman and his team can't get to the other areas of the, of the world. Is there a reason for just four locations? Is there a reason to not go global? Because again, I don't think that I'm alone. I think a lot of folks think that they or see ISE as a global show. I mean, so firstly, ISE was developed. It's owned by CDN Avixa. Uh, and it was developed to serve the European market. It is a European show. Yes, we get a global audience. Uh, and that is because we see a lot of North Americans uh, coming to ISE because they're doing business in Europe. But more mm. so, the fact it's more about time. What is happening is you're getting shows being at different times of the year. And years ago, the AV market, we saw product launches and new development happening once a year. Now it's happening all year round. And if you are uh, in the channel, if you're an integrator um, and you want to keep ahead of the market, then you need to go to Infocom. You need to go to ISE. Um, you need to go to Cedia in the residential market. Um, if, you know, because there are new things coming up the whole time. Um, I found a lot of people from Australia in the show last year, and um, I said, you know, what are you doing? Not last year, before. And I said, what are you doing here? I said, well, you know, we, we need to keep ahead, and we know this is where the product launches are happening, and we come here to see what is new on the market. Um, so that's the reason why we, are a, we have a global attendance, but we are focused as a show for the European market. Um, it's 80% of our attendance. The other 20% are split around the world. We have about 5% coming from the US, a substantial amount from Asia and Australia, Asia, Middle East, et cetera. Our focus was primarily on the, the EMEA region. Um, and you know, we built up, we get the majority of the integrators coming from, um, from the Middle East. Um, certainly uh, anyone who's in the business comes from Europe and most of the European countries. So you know, it, it's something where Yes, we are primarily a European show. We do have a global audience, though. All right. Very good. Mike Blackman, if somebody wants to connect with you or they want to find out more about these now four versions of ISC in June, how do they do that? You can either go to our website, so that's www.iseurope.org, or you can write to me, mblackman at iseurope.org, or you know, if you're interested in the exhibiting, sales at iseurope.org, um, interesting attending, just go to the website and click on the register. register. All right, very good. Mike Blackman from ISE. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, for us, for Aviation, go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. And we will also be covering uh, Integrated Systems Europe come this June. So all that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. 